You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you here. Before we get started on what is going to be probably a brief jaunt through a very tough night for the Atlanta Braves, I want to remind you as always to make sure you subscribe here on the YouTube channel to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We have over 2,000 subscribers. We hope you're one of them, and the march to 3,000 is happening right now. So hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and leave a like on this video. If you don't mind, leave your comments as well. We'll try to get to as many of those as we can throughout the week, and we appreciate you making us part of your Braves regimen. Also, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate that as well. Uh, well, Jake, the Braves, we knew had already sewn up a series in Philadelphia. We knew it was probably going to be a tough night with Aaron Nola on the mound, but the toughest night of all apparently belonged to Ian Anderson. He just didn't have it on this night, and this has been, unfortunately, a bit of a pattern for him here in 2022. He just hasn't been able to find the consistency he's looking for. Yeah, really, since the beginning of the season, I talked about it yesterday. I feel like I've made a lot of excuses for him throughout the year. There's there's no excuse for tonight. He just was not good at all. He's becoming way too predictable, especially for a team like the Phillies that see him often. Um, you know, they're just sitting on the fastball, spitting on that changeup. I really think he starts out, needs to start throwing that changeup more for strikes. He's throwing it more dropping out of the zone and, and batters are just spitting on it. It moves enough in the zone that I think he can create weak contact on it, but you're starting to see batters just take that pitch and get a fastball. They know if it's up in the zone, it's probably a fastball. And you saw a lot of that tonight in that second inning, uh, a lot of fastballs up. They were just getting put into play and hit hard. Now he's given up four earned run and four earned runs in six of his last eight starts. So, not a good stretch here for Ian Anderson. Look, I love Ian Anderson. I think he can figure it out. His resume in the postseason tells you he can do something right when he's on. Of course. But it's uh, it's been a rough, rough go for him this season, and I think there's some things he definitely needs to work on and figure out and uh, hope, hope that he does. Yeah, and he's got time. I mean, he is a young man still in this game, but when you look at the final score of a 14-4 to loss and you look at the seven earned runs allowed by Ian Anderson, that's a career high for him and a start. He's also it just turned in the shortest start of his major league career. And one of the things that I always look at with Ian is, were there too many walks? Well, on this night, there weren't too many walks. But to your point, Jake, you know, I feel like, you know, there's not enough of the curveball mixed in, number one. I'm not sure if it's a pitch he really feels that convicted about, secondly. And really, if you can't throw your change up for strikes at times, it makes it a little bit more difficult for hitters to really you know, expand their zone and chase it when it needs to be chased. And he's become very much, I think, a two-pitch two mixed type of a pitcher, and that is not really going to work as a starting pitcher in the big leagues, particularly if you can't command both of those and throw strikes consistently and, and get hitters to perhaps expand their zone. So that's all that we've seen uh, from the Ian Anderson show on this night. But let's go inside the box score and talk about the, the final line here of game number 77, the finale of this three-game series against the Phillies. Braves now 44 and 33 with the loss, four runs, nine hits, no errors. They left a half a dozen men on base. The Phillies now 40 and 37, 14 runs on 13 hits, no errors, four men left aboard. Aaron Nola was on the mound for Philadelphia, so you knew it was going to be tough sledding for the Braves' offense. They were able to get to him for a few runs, uh, but overall, Aaron Nola was able to, as Jack Morris would like to say, pitch to the score, and his club won by 10. He's 5 and 5 on the year. Ian Anderson takes a loss, drops to 6 and 5, no save in a game that lasted two hours and 58 minutes. And a crowd of 30,131 were on hand to see it. 
We've already gone through the line score for Ian Anderson here, but seven earned runs across two innings, shortest start of his career, worst start of his career. And as we've talked about already, Jake, you know, he's not really been able to figure it out. And at the big league level, when you have consistently inconsistent results, typically it leads a club to assess its options here. And I know the Braves really haven't thought about, hey, do we need to option Ian Anderson down at any point really since he's debuted in 2020? But I think it's a discussion probably worth having now at this point, particularly because of how well Kyle Muller is pitching in AAA Gwinnett. This could be something that the Braves explore. I don't know if it's one more start. I don't know if it's immediately, but it has to be on the minds. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely in consideration. Like you said, I think he's earned, you know, the opportunity to get, you know, another start or two. And maybe he's already had that start or two. Sure. But, um, you know, like I said, he's proven he can be successful. But like you said as well, he's still very young. And I think, you know, if you were ever going to send him back down to work on things, I think now is still the time. I think he's still young enough that you could do that. And like you said, Kyle Muller has, he's obviously you know, figured out some things at AAA. I think he deserves another opportunity whenever a spot comes open. And like you said, maybe this is that opportunity. Obviously, you know, hopefully I'm hopeful, hopeful that Mike Soroka, you know, could come back, you know, maybe late July or early August, you know, he could perhaps take one of those rotation spots as well. But I mean, it, it would just be hard to take out a guy like Ian Anderson, who you've seen had so much success. But uh, this year, his last, like I said, six to eight starts, had just not been good. So, like you said, they the Braves do have options, and that's great. Uh, mm -hmm. And they may have to to do, go down and give somebody else a chance if, if Ian Anderson doesn't figure it out here pretty soon. Yeah, I tweeted this out during the game in particular because, you know, we've been watching how well Kyle Muller's been pitching in Gwinnett, but also on a night in which Ian Anderson had the latest, shakiest outing for him this year and shakiest outing of his career. Again, you just have to wonder and speculate, is there a move that the Braves could be making? And, you know, when one guy's pitching well enough to deserve an opportunity and you got another guy who might just need that reset, it could be a case where both players benefit from a move being made if that's the way the Braves decide to go. A 187 ERA in his last five starts for Muller. That's 33 in the third innings, just 20 hits, only six walks. He struck out 43 batters. Opponents are OPSing just over 500 against him. He has pitched at least six innings in all five of those starts and seven innings in three of those five. So if you're looking for consistency, Kyle Muller's doing that. He's doing it in terms of what he's giving you innings-wise, and he's doing it in terms of commanding the strike zone, which had really been the question of his development down in Gwinnett. But that, of course, is a discussion that we'll see how it plays out. Over the next few days, perhaps next few weeks, if the Braves decide to make a move there, we got a little bit more to tell you about today's game. And of course, we've got to get you set up for the three-game series that begins against the Cincinnati Reds this weekend. First, though, I want to remind you about LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, before we turn the page to Friday, there were a couple of offensive things that I thought were of note in this game. Michael Harris continues to be a highlight for the Braves just about every night. He hit his fourth home run of the year against Aaron Nola. Uh, Adam Duvall as well continued and yeah, capped off what's been a really good month of June for him. He hit his eighth home run of the month, so good to see the power coming from Duvall. He had a couple of hits. Michael Harris, the home run. Austin Riley, three hits as well. We knew that Aaron Nola was going to be tough on the Braves lineup more times than not, and this was just one of those nights where he could do exactly what I said earlier and kind of just pitch to the score. Yeah, I mean, if you had told me coming in we were going to score four off Aaron Nola, I'd have said we got a shot in that yeah. game. But uh, obviously, you know, the score 
dictated some of that. And maybe Nola, you know, wasn't quite as, as sharp or motivated because of the score. Like you said, just pitching to that score. No, he didn't uh, need a lot. But I thought it was a great swing by Michael, Michael Harris. He's been getting hurt on that curveball down mm -hmm. and in. Uh, and Nola was getting him with that, but he tried to sneak a fastball up and in on him, and he turned on that. I thought that was a, a great swing there. But you go to the second inning for the Braves, and they had bases loaded, nobody out. And I thought that was a big moment in that game. They got one that was basically gifted to them on a defensive gap uh, by the Phillies. And I, I tweeted out then, I said that, you know, and obviously it didn't matter because of what happened in the bottom half, but only getting one there, a terrible at bat by Adam Duvall. Uh, who I know had the home run later in the game, and I thought that at bat was just absolutely atrocious. Striking out on three pitches, Nola's very good. I get that, but uh, you know, got to put up a better at bat there. And then almost didn't get anything. Like I said, except for the Phillies' defense handed them a run. Um, but that was their—I mean, that was their opportunity. You know, who knows uh, if things play out differently? Probably not. But other than that, yeah, I mean, the only real highlights for me were was the Michael Harris home run. Again, I thought that was a a great swing. Kid continues to get better and better, showing some of that power as well. So. Yeah, on a night where you, you give up 14 and lose like this, you got to look for some silver lining somewhere. And Michael Harris has certainly been that since getting called up. Yeah, he's a good spot to look just about any given night for the Braves. As we turn the page on the month of June as well, Atlanta 21 and 6 this month. They entered the they entered the month on June 1st, 10 and a half games out in the National League East standings. They now are three and a half games out as they're ending up this month. That means they've made up seven games in the standings. That is a very good month. The 21 wins most by or most in a single month by the club in nearly two decades. And those are things that you can look at and say, overall, the month of June, very kind to the Atlanta Braves. This recent run of uh, uh, winning clubs that the Braves are going to match up against after playing for so long against those sub-500 teams. Braves go 6-4 and four against the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Phillies. They win two of those three series, including taking three out of four from the Giants. Had a chance to take two out of three from the Dodgers as well. I think, Jake, you got to be feeling pretty good about the way the Braves are wrapping up the month of June and the baseball that they've been playing of late. And, oh, by the way, Ronald Acuna Jr. has rejoined the club and should be in the lineup this weekend against Cincinnati. Yeah, you got to be very happy with where the Braves are, what they did in the month of June, you know, exactly what they needed to do to get back in the NL East race. And, you know, after that stretch of games against teams below 500, uh, they really come out and play some good series against the Giants, Dodgers, and Phillies. Like you said, very easily could have won all three of those those series. They're half an inch away from doing so in that Dodgers series. So I really love the way, you know, they bounced or not really bounced back the way they continued playing after that stretch against teams below 500 to show this team's for real. They can play. They're legit. Uh, they're a championship contender, just like we thought they would be. Well, we got a lot to talk about for the weekend as the Braves will welcome in the month of July and hope it's equally as kind as the month of June was to them as they played the Cincinnati Reds in the first of a three game series. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know about Sports Card Investor and the Sports Card Investor app because I've collected baseball cards for most of my life, and I'm excited to tell you about this exciting app because whether you're a casual card collector or looking for an exciting alternative investment opportunity, the free Sports Card Investor app has something for you. You can browse over 600,000 cards from every sport with hundreds added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards and, of course, find the best prices and buy directly through the app and the eBay deals feature. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on to find out more. As far as the weekend series against Cincinnati, this might be a nice place for the Braves offense to enjoy a nice run this weekend as Great American Ballpark, typically pretty kind for that. It all starts on Friday night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. Max Freed, 7-2, 2 ERA. And former Brave Mike Miner is on the mound for the Reds. He's 1-4 and four 
with a 771. Uh, it should be an interesting game for Atlanta as they get a look at Mike Miner. Haven't seen him really too many times since he left the Braves, what, seven, almost eight years ago now. Uh, but Max Fried, of course, is going to be looking to continue his role and help the Braves grab a win in the series opener. Yeah, this is a team the Braves, you know, started out the season against and split a four-game series with the Reds, who then went on to lose a whole bunch of games and uh, make that series split and not look very good. But this is an opportunity, again, the Braves to pick up some wins. You know, this is a series you could get a sweep and honestly probably should get a sweep uh, and continue their winning ways. Hopefully they'll start another 14-game winning streak in a new month. That would be yeah. a good thing to do. Uh, but yeah, I love Max Freed out there, kind of, again, set the tone for another series, hopefully get a big win and like you said hopefully Ronald's back in there I know he's back with the team uh and, and everything looked good you know before the game so I think he should be back in there on Friday and certainly hope get this offense going and put up a big number and get a win Braves will meet the Reds on 6 at 6 40 p.m eastern time on Friday night at Great American Ballpark Max Fried and Mike Miner is your pitching matchup for game one the bad news for the finale against the Phillies it was a tough loss the good news for the series against Philadelphia the Braves took two out of three they'll move on to their next battle, which will be against the Reds this weekend. Thank you, as always, for joining us on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you making us part of your Braves regimen, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube and to Locked On Braves, wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. It was a tough one for the Braves, but they'll be looking to maybe start that new winning streak Jake was talking about as they open up a three-game series against the Reds. Once again, your final on Thursday night in Philadelphia was 14-4, to the Phillies over the Braves. For Jake, I'm Grant. We'll catch you soon right here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. And until then, so long, everyone.